Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 21st day of September. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me as we have now turned the corner into the final chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Mark has 16 chapters. And before we are finished, we're going to get into some of the narrative questions that arise in Mark 16. Those of you who have studied this book before know what I'm talking about. And as far as where the book ends, what material is original to the writer. We'll get into that, but we don't have to get into that for the next seven or eight verses because there's consensus across the board that this portion of Mark 16 is as old as it gets in any manuscript and therefore a part for sure of whatever or or whoever wrote the first 15-plus chapters of Mark this is included in all of them. You, you, you might hear me say whoever and think, well, why are you saying that? Wasn't it a guy named Mark? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's that's the consensus. But that doesn't necessarily mean there are not multiple authors inside of a book. Isaiah is a good example where we're quite positive that a portion of that book falls years later than some of the early portions, and yet it's all called Isaiah and probably not all written by the same Isaiah or even um, only two people. So that's maybe neither here nor there. You can do your own studying on that. You read any commentary on the Gospel of Mark, you're going to learn some of that. We'll get into it over the next few days. Today, verse 1. When the Sabbath was passed, or when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. Let's start with the idea that Sabbath was passed. This means it's at least 6 p.m. on Saturday evening because the Sabbath ran from 6 p.m. on Friday until 6 p.m. on Saturday. That's a time that's appropriate for going to the market, but not a time that's appropriate for going into a dark, darkened tomb. So... When the Sabbath was passed, we're into the evening of Saturday. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, go to buy spices so that they may anoint Jesus because anointing in that culture, anointing the body of the dead was a way of showing affection. It's a little bit like, and this is going to seem odd, but it's the closest thing I think we can get to really understanding this in the Western culture. If you hear that someone has died and you want to show honor, what is the first thing that comes to mind? We buy flowers. Now, I'm not sure and haven't done the research on to where that practice began in the Western world, why we do that, but we do to the point that there are so many flowers that a lot of times People now will say, in lieu of flowers, send such and such. They only have to say in lieu of flowers because the natural instinct is to send flowers. And they don't want sometimes 200, 300 flower placements. And what do you do with those? Well, that instinct for us to send flowers is our way of showing honor to the life lived by the person who has died and to let those who are left behind know that we care. That's our culture's equivalent, the best I can do, of our culture's equivalent to their world's anointing of the dead. 
So they would anoint as a way of showing affection for the one who died, but showing honor to the family of the one that died. Now, the reason this anointing in Mark 16 is of particular interest is because in Mark 14, Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper. And if you'll recall, a woman came in with an alabaster flask of ointment. We covered this back in uh, Check's notes. Uh, This was back in late July, early August when we were in this passage of Scripture. But uh, So I, I won't go do a complete rundown. You can go back and listen to that podcast. But if you'll recall, the woman breaks this ointment of pure spikenard, very costly, about a year's salary, pours it over his head, and it kind of ticks some people off in the room. And Jesus says, she's done a beautiful thing. She's anointed my body beforehand for burial. And if you'll recall, we pointed out not everybody in the room believed Jesus was about to die. They've really hitched their wagon to the star of Jesus being a Messiah. You're going to deliver us. You don't, Messiah, you're not going to go die. That's not how you deliver us. And of course, we know better, but they didn't. And living in their moment and in their time, through their lens, through their context, they can't envision him dying. So that's why they saw this as such a waste. And and Jesus says what she's been done is going to be proclaimed in the whole world for her. And as we've said before, it's an act. In some ways, it's an act not only of affection and of honor on her part, but it's an act of faith because she's saying, I'm honoring him before he dies. I'm doing this because I don't believe he's going to stay buried. That's what I believe she's saying because Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bring spices to go anoint his body. Back in in chapter 14, whoever this woman was, she believed firmly, and there's other passages that tell us it's Mary, but she believed that he was going to die, but that she wasn't going to get the chance to anoint his body in the tomb. And I think it's her way of showing great faith in the resurrection. Now, that does not mean that if you don't have great faith in the resurrection, that nothing can be revealed to you. Because as we will find in the resurrection story, in both Mark's version and in the other Gospels, faith that Jesus is alive was not a prerequisite for Jesus to reveal himself. You could think he's a gardener, but he'll reveal himself as Jesus. So you don't have to have all your I's dotted and your T's crossed. You are going; They're going to anoint the body, believing that it's going to be there, We don't discount their faith in Jesus because they think his body will still be there. They're functioning on what they know. They're functioning from a place of affection and a place of love. We don't have reason to rebuke them. But we also know, because we're standing on the other side of this text, that this is there's not going to be any need for this. They they might as well keep their money because there's not going to be a body for them to anoint. And yet they are included in the biblical narrative as a way of showing us the affection that they have for the Jesus who is going to be very much alive by the time they arrive. Tomorrow we'll go with them very early on, as the text says, and we'll arrive, start our arrival at the empty tomb. See you tomorrow. God bless.